tonight. Gold, gold, gold. And this makes four gold for Australia as our Rugby Sevens make Olympic history in Rio. Look away now, Eels fans. Jared Hayne is back and flying. The Tigers rally around their coach while the Vultures circle around the Lions. Impossible to put a positive spin on another test disaster for Australia, but Damien Fleming will try. Plus, as the Panthers make a charge, Trent Merrin is our special guest. Break out the dancing girls. This is the Backpage Live. Wanted to run around in the baggy green. Be on TV shows like this where we can have a laugh. Never ever give up. They think we're not strong enough, but we just beat the world. Their sixes are gold. I got punched in the back of the head regularly. It was just unfortunate it was from a coach. Yes, hello, buddy. Welcome to your weekly wrap of every sport everywhere. And with the little thing called the Olympics, there's plenty on offer. So let's get to the stars of the show. Kelly Underwood and James Hooper. First time I've called either of you stars, but I'm happy with it. And on this side, Ryan Fitzgerald alongside Damien Fleming. Welcome, Time, stars. How are you, mate? I'm very, very well and excited with what's going on. So much to get to. So we get straight into it and start with, of course, the Olympics. A glorious day one was followed by a couple of ropey days for Australia, although there was a brilliant bright spot. Our women rugby seven side has made history, becoming the sport's first Olympic gold medalist. It's a great story today, wasn't it? It certainly is, Tony. We've won four gold after the first three days, so yep. we're already halfway what we got, how many gold we got in London, and this is Don't just you such a... glass a... half full girls? <laughs> well, you know, you started all vibed and upped as well. So uh, this great story. A group of great athletes with very diverse backgrounds. You've got the um, captain who is a motor mechanic from Canberra. Elia Green we had in here the other week, yep. who's a sprint sensation. Could have been at Rio uh, in the athletics. Charlotte Kaslik, the best player in the world, and, in fact, uh, her partner, Lewis Holland, plays in the Aussie men's team oh, a little wow. bit later. So, great story. And what an awesome sport to watch. It was yeah, exciting, powerful, physical. It was terrific. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what was better, winning gold or knocking off the Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 awesome. And they were ahead early, too, so just teased them a yeah. little bit. Yeah, so. that's right. We started a bit nervous, certainly. Then we got a little bit of luck. Maybe it was a fumble for the first dry hoops, but after that, did look very good, didn't they? Look, there was an element of good fortune, Tone, but yeah. I spoke to the great Wendell Saylor, dual international and great fan of the back page today, and he said he felt like Charlotte Kaslick's performance... That was as good as a masterclass we'd see from Jonathan Thurston. She right. really is a standout athlete, fellas. In that final, she was head and shoulders above the rest of the girls on that field and a brilliant ambassador for the game and a real significant moment, Tony, for women's sport in Australia and all around the world. Yeah. And you, as you mentioned, Kel, having overcome a serious knee injury she suffered, I think, in March just to make it to Rio, uh, Gemma Etheridge summed up just how much winning meant. It's a, an amazing experience and... To have all the girls beside me through it all has been amazing. They they won a gold medal for me, so I'm so proud. See, that is what it's about, isn't it? Well, there's it? the Olympics so right there good. and then, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, oh, the five, Olympic spirit. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? That's awesome. Five months ago, she did her knee Oof. for the third time. Someone sitting at this desk knows what that's all about. And, uh, and she underwent Lars surgery, which is that radical yeah, yeah. surgery, and was able to make the team play a part in the early rounds. So I, I actually made contact with their media manager today who said the celebrations in the sheds were absolutely crazy. They went for ages, and then the AOC invited them back to the Sheraton uh -huh. for an official Well, I heard an interview after the girls were talking Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I wonder if they'll take Matthew McConaughey with them, because apparently he was there. He, he would, was. He turned up for the game, I think. Yeah, been, yeah. yeah he was, I think he was there to watch the 
Americans in the um, er earlier rounds. And then he actually watched the final from the media section next to the Australians. So well, I, I heard an interview with him, though, Fitz, yeah. and he said, oh, this uh, the Super 7s, it's like the 20-over cricket. So I was surprised he knew so much about yeah. Australian sport, well, he, but he, he lived here, didn't he? But he did, he lived so. in Australia a little bit and he didn't help the USA team. Not many people, though, he was filming He was filming with Kate Hudson a new movie. It was called How to Lose a Game for Your Country in 10 Days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to Google Matthew McConaughey movies and I, that was the only one I knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut that out. We <laughs> 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 um, he actually did play the kid in Mad Max 2. There's a little bit of a trivia for you. Oh. Did he? That's no, no, that fact. was Eric Minty. <laughs> interesting fact for no, him. No, that's actually fact. Chilly incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> OK, some other sports, obviously. There were today, though, the high hopes for the uh, first, our first couple of backstroke, Emily Seabon and Mitch Larkin, but both missed out on medals in the 100 metres. Now, this also shows you what the Olympics is about. Doesn't matter if you're world champions. Doesn't matter if you've got the best time of the year. You have to stand on that block with the world gazing at you, with the best athletes in the world around you, and you have to produce. Yeah, well, Flem cricketers get five days and footy players get, what, about 30 games a year. But mm. to, uh, one minute, I mean, under one minute, it's extraordinary stuff. Do you know, uh, both of them were leading at the 50 metre mark. Well, yeah, it's a yep. great point. They were, because they, were they, they swam, I mean, they're a couple, obviously, but yep. they're... they're their swim was eerily similar. They great start, both world champions, yep. both gold medal favourites for the event. Touched first at the 50 metre under world record time and then faded and ran out of puff. Yeah, that's right. Well, they both started slow. So certainly Larkin did. And then I think he lost a bit of petrol in that first leg. But he's got the 200 metres, uh, I think, is his preferred. So let's hope that does something. Last week on the show, Liesl Jones said Mac Horton was the swimmer to watch. Well, he's lived up to that, winning the 400 metre freestyle in a classic race uh, and turning roughly 1.3 billion <laughs> Chinese people against him, which has been terrific. <laughs> Absolutely terrific for, for Mac. What do we think of this story? He has, of course, had a crack at the, uh, the, I guess, one of the heroes of that nation. Yeah, well, obviously, the bottom of the story, uh, Tony, is don't upset uh, the Chinese Twitter mafia because <laughs> I tell you what, they will attack, yeah. haven't they come after him? But the backstory is that, you know, Sun Yang has actually been training in Australia for a number of years now. Obviously, he was suspended for a doping offence. And the way I see it, Mac Horton, he's just trying to fight the good fight. There's been so much hype leading into this games about the Russian athletes and about the fact that some athletes are clearly cheating the system. And Mac Horton, he's just decided to make a stand uh, certainly, I think, Kel, you know that, you know, behind the scenes on pool deck, he's quite a, a polarising character, this Chinese yeah. young man. Is it the first time ever you've ever heard boos for an athlete when they've walked into the arena? The... I've never heard that before, and it's happened with a couple of Russian athletes yeah, the already. Yeah, Russians... Sun Yang. Yeah. Yeah, the, but the... this Olympics is the first time I've ever heard boos. Well, Tone, as a cricketer, I'm not comfortable with sledging. No, of course. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I believe the Channel 7 app hasn't worked that well, yeah. but the Steve Wall Mental Disintegration app <laughs> is working <laughs> <laughs> So go hard on this. In all seriousness, I mean, all power to him. If the IOC is not going to make a stand, maybe it is up to the athletes. And I just love the way that he... Put, spoke his mind before the race yeah, and yeah. then was able to back it up. Yeah, he I mean, put that, some pressure on himself, didn't he? No takes, doubt about it. That's a lot of courage, doesn't it? But Sun Yang comes across as a bit of a knob, sure. But, you know, he, <laughs> he but perhaps it was a, a heart thing he said he was taking medication for, didn't know it was on the band list. He only got a three-month suspension. Perhaps he should just forgive and forget. Nah, that's, got a little bit of the, that's got a little bit of the Sharapova bag of prawn heads about it, the way that I see it. <laughs> saying, I, just, I don't I, buy that. I agree with you, Hoops. If you get done for doping, how can you only get three months? Yeah. 
Like, um, I mean, are they, are they different varying, like, sort of uh, medication Levels. that you I'm can sure take? But sure it was the Chinese officials that... Yeah, it was that's right. in secrecy. And then everyone it was found out later on. Tone, I reckon, is Phelps has come out to support him. Thorpey, uh, is it Lily King, the 19-year-old yeah, yeah. um, American today. swinger? Yep. Uh, swimmer? Swinger? I'd love too much information. I'd love to see that Olympic event. Put your keys into your bowl and you're off. I'm sure after the first week there's plenty of that going on with the swingers. <laughs> Can I finish with a serious statement? Yeah. 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 Sorry, mate. Um, she's bagging. She's supporting him as well. I yep. reckon the athletes are trying to make a call because they don't feel they're supported to have clean games. Michael Phelps did the same thing today. He's come out and said exactly yeah. that, that. It breaks his heart to think that there are those athletes swimming here. Bring on Sunday morning in the 1500 metres because that oh, is uh, Matt's hell. pet event. Yep. And uh, he's been dubbed, this is what Liesl Jones told us last week, that he, no one really knew too much about him a week ago, but he is the next Kieran Perkins, yep. Grant Hackett, and they're going to go head yep. to head. Sun Yang was asked about that race and he said, you called him a knob earlier, he yeah. said, I'm the king, I'm the new world. Ah, uh, king knob. Sorry. Tony, your Instagram account is going to get slighted tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're after you. Mac Horton, though, I love the photograph of him because he just looks so sensational. He's obviously an amazing athlete, but he does have that kind of uh, look. There he is with his oh. hero, and you know, wow. See, Grant's, as a kid, yeah. Grant's actually giving him an nipple cripple there with his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to stay behind. <laughs> Don't get yes. forward. It was just yeah. after a virgin. The fight. other photograph <laughs> of Mac Horton I really do like, though, is that the, he does have. Look, there's the glasses. He's he's part Superman, part Clark Kent, kind of super Clark. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's a good look, isn't it? He's, he's terrific. I really hope he goes well in the 1500 as well. And, of yep. course, our other heroes, swimming fast to avoid the hippo in the lake at Malawi has worked beautifully for the Campbell sisters. True story. Now, Kate and Bronte have won Olympic gold in the 4x100 freestyle relay alongside Emma McKeon and Brittany Elmsley. They had the expectation on them. They were expected to win. They came through a great second last leg from Bronte and then Kate just brought it on home, Kel. Well, they were sizzling, weren't they? Yeah. They just started in... Fine form, and they're going to back it up on Friday in the 100, and I think it is Sunday lunchtime in the 50 free. So, a lot to look forward to, and, and I think I, a few more gold medals. To I think home. in both men's and the women's relay, the Campbell sisters and also Cameron McAvoy, they swum the fastest times out of ev every other competitor. So, good wow. news going into both sprint races. Yeah, beautiful. Look, I, I'm all for safety, uh, but do we really think that Olympic level swimmers need a lifeguard on duty? Uh, <laughs> it's just terrific. <laughs> Only when they're ready to go time. They pick. I'd be on their checklist, don't. Yeah. We've got to run the Olympics. Make sure we've got some lifeguards here. Rio Rescue, a new television show coming out. Can I... Look, at least that person's doing something. Can I just... A bit of advice for all competitors out there. If you are favourite going into your event, like Ashley McKenzie was in judo for England, and yep. he was... I mean, this was leading up to the Olympics, Flem. Look at some of the articles that he was doing. I want to be the first to win gold. I'm going to do it. Yeah. A bit of heat on himself. He got yeah. knocked out in the first round. Here's a follow-up photo of him. Um, oh. <laughs> that's next to a wheelie bin then crying his eyes out. He got knocked out in the first round. That is okay. sad, isn't so it? So you go from being on Zoo Weekly one week to <laughs> crying next to a, a wheelie bin the next <laughs> I'm going backwards a bit here, but just a, a quick note on the opening ceremony. Uh, one man did get a lot of attention. It was Peter Tafatufua well from Tonga. Uh, look, there he is arriving at the stadium, just oiled up beautifully. Isn't that terrific? Looks <laughs> <laughs> like he's come 
right from a rise. Took a gold medal for that. <laughs> exactly. Well, he did. He got so much attention. He's been all over the place. Uh, look, I can't be 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident I can show you the sort of preparation he went through. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> That's how it works, Kel. Whenever we do a Simpsons reference, Kel's face is just priceless. <laughs> what does it mean? Where, Where does, does it mean? come from? You still never watched an episode of The Simpsons, even with gold like that. <laughs> gold, I tell you. There were a couple of lunch lady Dorises you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> On the US Today Show, have a look. This is how our man is gone in. And they've decided to oil him up themselves, Kel. Oh, God. Good luck to them. Isn't that fantastic? All you need there is a couple of penis straws, and that's the ultimate hen's knife. <laughs> 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 uh, Look at Brian Gumble in the back there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, things didn't always go to clockwork uh, in Rio so far. The torch got to the opening ceremony on time, but only just. Uh, look, we haven't doctored this vision. This... <laughs> It's <laughs> real. We're running late. <laughs> but there were shots going. That's the reason for the sprint. Isn't yes, it? there was a reason. There were some shots fired. <laughs> he didn't drop it. He just no. sprinted. And also got his wallet stolen on the way as well. Which <laughs> was, they're unbelievable over there. Well, I tell you. Speaking of which, mm. regular viewers will know that our, our man Crash Craddock is working in Rio. Now we thought he was working in the media. Turns out he's in security. <laughs> uh, now here he is single-handedly nabbing the bloke who allegedly stole photographer Brett Costello's gear. The voice you will hear belongs to Crash. You must arrest him yes, immediately. Yes. Uh, arrest him immediately. 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 You must take him into custody. camera <laughs> gear. <laughs> Take if he was custody. a TV detective, he'd be a Columbo type. No, no, I'm thinking like a Rio MacGyver or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of anything. I just wish you had vision of him. I know. Well, he was shooting it. He should have learned Amazing from Jill story. He didn't even do it landscape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of his articles in the Courier Mail, he should be saying that to himself. He'll know you said that. Yeah, He'll find out. Jared Hayne is back in the NRL. And unless you're a Parramatta fan, I reckon and most will say his return for the Gold Coast Titans was a great thing for the game. Hoops, he looked good, didn't he, when he came on after about 25? Wow. Look at that. Look at that ball and all on goal line, goal line defence there. It was on, on Bodine Thompson. Thompson. Absolutely sensational tackle from Jared. It's as though he's never left, Tony. Yeah. There's only a few athletes in each generation in the NRL that really are that absolutely special X factor. And at the moment, Jared alongside Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston, he's just got it. To have two years away and come back with a statement like that, Flem, just Oops. phenomenal. How much training did you do with the Titans? He had two that. sessions. Two Is more work all? sessions yeah. on the Gold Coast. That's amazing. And it's yeah. as though he never missed a beat. In some ways, it's almost as though, because he knew how much spotlight was on him, he actually took his game to another level, even though he hadn't played for a couple of years, Cal. Yeah, but if you listen very carefully here, uh, when Hayne throws this intercept pass, uh, you can actually hear Eel supporters cheering uh, right there. <laughs> when he suddenly got it a little bit wrong. But 
you know, you've got to expect that. He probably was a little bit weary by that stage of the game, having not played any NRL for such a long time. That was the one blemish yeah. on his game tone. And when it comes to Jared, he's always enjoyed the no-look pass. Yeah. He has got into trouble with it previously, uh, where opposition sides can sniff out an intercept. And obviously, we saw the Titans make a break. They didn't score from that play, but they did score from the one following that. Won't, no, his style straight away either. No. Take well, that's here. Time, and he's, he's going yeah. to play 5 eighth. He's been named to play 5 eighth yeah. tonight. So he'll continue to slot into a ball-playing role. He played very well, but I think the man of the match for me for the Titans versus the Warriors was the poor cameraman who had to follow him around for Hain Cam. <laughs> now, this is when Jared went to the toilet and watched the poor cameraman. <laughs> mayday, mayday. I, I've got no Hain Cam. I don't know. Somebody help me. Somebody help. He's gone. Looking for a Hain lookalike right there. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Uh, Alright, clearly it was always Jared's dream to play for the Titans. Um, just listen to how happy he was during the press conference. It's been a, you know, very emotional uh, to, to make this decision and it's something that, um, you know, took a lot and I always wanted to go back to Paris. You know, and I was waiting for Paris offer, I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting and, you know, a, a part of me is sad because obviously I've, I'm not going to go back to the club that I, that I grew up with, not in my wildest dreams. I, I never thought, uh, you know, I'd be up in the uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, it's got to be a bit sad, $1.2 million a season yeah. for two and a half years. <laughs> and a drink card at Melbourne's too, which is, <laughs> yeah, that's which is even better. He's that's pretty good. unfairly yeah. a bit in the last week. I mean, having, you know, read the articles and listening to his press conference, that, that Parramatta club has changed in the last 18 months dramatically. I mean, it's an absolute basket case. There's no leadership. Who was he meant to negotiate with? Um, you know, where are they at? The number one priority for Jared Hayne is to look after himself. He's 28. How much longer has he got left in the game? Well, that's, that, that's it, Kelly. You hit the nail on the head in terms of how much longer is, has he got left in the game. Look, he's probably got three, four, potentially five years. He's 28 years of age at the moment. But the issue is the Parramatta Reels Club is such a mess off the field. Mm. And as much as Jared wanted to return there, it was untenable because yep. the club is such a basket case. Yeah. All right, after all the drama of tailgate last week uh, when Wade Graham lied about his call for the Golden Point toss, Cameron Smith and Greg Inglis made sure there was no confusion. What are you going to call? South Sydney have called heads. South Sydney have called heads. Can you hear that in the mic? Come on. Yes, it's heads. Tails. You in the cross. See, GI had a great opportunity there to go. Tails! Why Graham used it to work? Love it. All right, moving on. Great scenes at the MCG at the weekend when Melbourne beat Hawthorne for the first time in ten years. Great scenes in my house too. Flem, what about you? No, it was horrible. I didn't even see the last quarter. Where were you? But I had to go out to the garage. For the D's, Cal and and Fitz, it was sensational, weren't they? They were so tough. And Max Gorn, their ruckman, is a great story, isn't it? If he's not the All Australian ruckman, hopefully top ten in the Brownlow. Fitz, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? Jack Viney. Uh, it was just really good to watch. You know, Jack Watts was getting slayed a bit on social media during the game, but he contributed to the last three goals mm. for Melbourne. Um, it was just... You know what? You've had enough success, Flem. No. Yeah. And, I, and I said this <laughs> to you... No. I said to this. I said this to <laughs> you before. Everyone was raving, Hawks fans, that you were two ahead up on the ladder now and you've got North Melbourne this week, West Coast over there in yep. Collingwood... You lose one more of those and you could drop to fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. What happens if we win all three fits? Yeah, so, well, you'd probably that? stay up there, you mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was it was good for Paul Roos, that win, yeah. as well. I mean, it was like looking into a crystal ball and seeing what this team might be able to do over the next couple of years. But he's got three games left in charge, and then mm. he rides off into the sunset. Yep. Has he got them back on track? After watching that, you'd have to say yes. They, they look real good. Brisbane copped another hammering oh. on the other hand. The only real fight we saw was from their coach in the post-game press conference. And I would have thought it's pretty simple when you look at the side we have out there. It's boys against men. I mean, you know, we're probably half our team shouldn't be playing. We've been given nothing as a footy club. <laughs> we haven't. No extra concessions in money, people. Look, GW Sport, he's sure and muffled with the extra concessions they got with cash. You've got to understand there's a system behind what you see on there on game day. You all play super coach. You know what, how to play it. But it's different. It's on a big scale. And you get more concessions and some don't. No, look, that, that's I how that. I feel with my super coach team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. I get that. But this is a team that won three premierships mm. in a row. Mm. In with concessions. More, yeah. Don't, you know, at this point, aren't they up and about? Shouldn't they be? That's pressure. That's the man under pressure. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. He is a sitting duck at the moment. He's probably got three more games to coach and then they will make a decision and probably move on Justin Lepich. They've just suffered their second worst loss in the club's history. You have to look at the improvement of those players under him in the last three years. There's not many there that you could say have improved. And it's not just him, it's the leadership all in one. I mean, they're talking about a priority pick now, Fitzy. And yeah. The AFL put CEO Greg Swan in that position. Yep. So he was the AFL's man. Mm. And what has happened since Well, it, happened? it does come down to recruiting in that as well. But I love Lepper. I love how honest he's been throughout this yep. whole process. And that, that question has been raised so many times. Is your job on the line? And he answers it every time. Look, I think he knows he's... I think he's gone by the end of the year, but I think he's, he's handled himself very well. Like. I've got to say, I feel for him. Fits yeah. like electric shock therapy every time you see him having to front the press. That's it's a tough one for the legends draw the, the guns, lines, isn't it? Last two um, yeah. coaches have been yeah. the, the, the three-peat players. You know, legends Gossie of the yep. club, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they're going to have to probably look but outside for an experienced coach. They've made the finals once since they last won the flag back well, in, what was it, 03? But that's when Vossi thought they were yeah. close to winning it and yep. went for Vola in the 4-5 yeah, older players. He's not the only... Coach, obviously under pressure, but for Richmond's Damien Hardwick, uh, at win wasn't just a relief from that pressure. Chance, look at this, for his team to show just how much they think of him. I mean, that is a good sign when the players rally around Fitz, because I know you and Rod knew there was a lot of that going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, there was a lot really? of hugging. Yeah, yeah, pushing my head into the ground. Don't ever, don't ever go out on the field again. Um, that is amazing to see, because a lot of another uh, coach who's under a lot of pressure... The boys love him down at the footy club. They don't want him to go. And I really love how Brendan Gale's been coming out and supporting Damien Hardwick. I hope he stays at the club. But you do have to pose the question, can they win a premiership under his guidance? Well, he's had them for seven years and they haven't won a final. And it comes down to wins and losses at the end of the day. Great scenes. Yes, he's popular. Board loves him. Mm. The leaders love as well? him. Well, I think there's a little bit more to play out okay. with Damien Hardwick, yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm loving the growing tradition of players getting a family or friends and doing the harker and it's thrown at them after reaching a milestone. Tiger uh, Dustin Martin, he's the latest. It's, it's just a really great thing, isn't it? It's fantastic. And it's very rare. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen this in the oh. AFL before. Um, Dustin Martin, his father... Uh, born in New Zealand, so he's got that um, Maori heritage. He was playing his 150th game, so it was uh, afterwards. Mm -hmm. And 
You know, there's a lot, of, lot said on about Dustin Martin purely because of what he looks like. And I think you can't judge a book by its cover. He's mm. a really quietly spoken guy, doesn't do a lot of media, and I thought they were really powerful. Had a great year too, yeah. Dusty. Excellent. We could run the Bulldogs banner every week, <laughs> yes. so it's that good. I really like this one uh, from the week. It's just, you know, the fact <laughs> no player has ever won their 428th game. And it worked. It's like the North Man. Uh, the only man to play Remember for out there and went, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> 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 who's, who's North Melbourne got this week? I mean, they should do that as exactly. well for the 429. That'd be Hawthorne. Yeah, it's the Hawks. It is You need to break that tradition, North Melbourne. Come on, Boomer. The, uh, the banana kick is a thing of beauty, but for me, the failed banana is even better. St Kilda's Josh Bruce. Look, he shows how it's done. Uh, Fitzy, this is terrific, isn't it? From Yeah. Up it well, goes. You <laughs> just... <laughs> what would, what would, <laughs> what would Rocket say to that? <laughs> oh, man. You'd be straight out in the car, wouldn't What's you? What's he done there, But he, he actually could have ran and, caught and marked his own <laughs> kick. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. I know some kids who could have done better. I'm going to show you those kids. The new NA, uh, the, now the Oz kick, uh, the ad, it's not only cute, it's brilliantly done with kids playing the game's great. Look, Maxie Gordon. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. No. Yeah, it's just Gary wonderful. Ablett's my favourite. <laughs> yes. And the look of the stuff as well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so good, isn't it? Fitz, you're saying that there's look been a lot Josh of Kennedy's hits on this? Oh, it, there's been in a week two Bloody. million hits, Tone. I think over wow. two million hits. Kids oh, love it so much. My son, without a word of a lie, has yes. watched this on his iPad. 150 times, he's become possessed. <laughs> and I've showed you footage before of him trying to emulate Eddie Betts. Yeah. I had to take him down to Paddy's Markets the other day and buy him a mo. Have a look at this in the backyard here, Flem. No. He's Taylor Walker on. He's got his pros gear. He's got, he's got the mo. He's got the mo. So he wants to be in the next day. Yeah, he's oh, he still hasn't got any garden furniture on the Astro Turf. <laughs> it's getting a good workout. <laughs> Coming up, the Panthers' Trent Merrin drops by. <laughs> this week's top five is a real keeper, plus our second test humiliation in Gaul and the English cricket fan who took a wrong turn. Ambition out, yes. Great catch, Karen Aratna. Big shot for LBW, fingers up. An appeal for LBW and he's hitting. It's a hat trick. The second Sri Lankan to take a hat trick in Test match cricket. Yeah, quite appropriate. That uh, brilliant spinner Harath's hat-trick helped Sri Lanka claim their war Murulitaran trophy. In a word, Australia was abysmal. In two words, they were very abysmal. Uh, <laughs> you like to see a hat-trick bowl there by Harath? Yeah, well, it was a pretty good effort. It was in only his 75th test, 75th, so that's, that's reasonably <laughs> for <laughs> test players to get hat-tricks. Yeah. Oh, right. You've yeah, got a hat-trick, haven't What test yeah, was that? Uh, first test. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was the second innings. Just to get the feel of the game. That's about as light as I'm going to get. <laughs> with the cricket at the moment. Um, I'm so disappointed in, in, in the batting. And it I, didn't get any better against men, have we, really? No, for me, particularly, if we, if we do get to look at a few of the dismissals, a lot of them are from actually straight balls. You know, that's just going on with the arm. Yeah. We might see a little bit of Usman Kawaja. Yeah, we'll show that separately, because his is kind of says it, says it all, I think. But... The, you know, whether the bowler bowled you out there or you contributed to that dismissal, yeah. I'd yeah. debate that one. Yeah. But it shows to me, guys, that we're not reading it out of the hand. 
So we don't trust a game plan yep. against that. And we're getting caught on the crease too much um, or not playing shots to straight deliveries. So the confidence and the morale must be so low. Could, could this uh, series cost us the number one ranking, Glenn? Yeah, it most likely will. I think England will go past us if they beat Pakistan, next two tests. But then if India beat West Indies in their next two tests, they'll go past wow. England. But for me, the ratings are a bit irrelevant because... They're not the seventh worst team no. in their home country. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're very right. tough to beat. That's and exactly and right. obviously, we're not the best subcontinent team there. But there's still pride. The boys want to be number one in the world. But you, you to mentioned... turn it around, Colombo probably doesn't turn as much as the other venues. Yeah. But you mentioned Kawajo, and I think it's important because everyone, look, everyone makes mistakes. Making the same mistake a couple of times is a worry on the same day. This is the way he got out uh, earlier in the day in the first innings. Uh, and bang. Same exact. Here he is, comes back in. First ball, same ball, leaves it. Yeah, yep. and that just shows Usman Khawaja. I love Usman, the way he plays, such a classy player. He'll be at number three for years for Australia, but obviously he needs to get better at spin. But you can see there, where, where's his mental frame of mind mm. there? He's yep. not sure whether it's turning away, whether it's going on. So, once again, if you're not reading it out of the hand, it's very, very vulnerable. Are any of them under the pump as a result of the, the first two tests? There's some talk that maybe Mitch Marsh... Is vulnerable? Well, to be honest, there's chat about the third test and the summer, but we go to India in late February, March. I'd be thinking at least half of the batsmen can't go. Wow. They can't go unless they show an ability to play spin because the tough thing is in Australia, the pitches are pretty flat. So they actually don't play a lot of spin. Yeah, but who, spinning who does, though, Flip? Who can replace them? Well, that's, that's the thing. Well, that's the... We don't have anyone that can play in those pitches. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, we've got Peter Hanscom from Victoria, who's a noted spin player, but he hasn't played Test match cricket. Travis Head's flown over there mm. to be part of the one day. But he's interesting. He's part of the, the build-up to this Test match. I wonder if they're having a look at him. Yeah. He's a left-hander who does sweep. But well, the, the problem with them also is that we, not just our batting, them, this is on spinning decks, our spinners didn't get the job done at all. One of them obviously was making his test debut in Holland, but Lyon's very experienced, greatest of all time in, in Australia. He got absolutely carded, didn't he? Well, convert, you know what they do, they don't let him settle. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. using their feet, they're getting to the pitch of the ball. So all of a sudden, mm -hmm. Lyon's on the defensive when, he, when they want him as a match winner there. Also, actually, for the team, the squad balance, we've got Nathan Coulter-Nile and Jackson Bird over there, the quicks. Jackson Bird's not going to play over there. Why don't we have a third spinner? Because yeah. for this test match, I'd actually... Mitchell Stark, unbelievable, 11 wickets. I'd open the bowling with Mitchell Marsh and I would have played Zampa or Farwood mm. Ahmed if they were over there. I don't know, Lyon obviously getting... Uh, sorry, Hoops. Lyon getting smashed around a bit. Didn't stop him, though, having a bit of a chat with the batsman, which I love. Have a look at this and listen. <coughs> Play test match cricket in your is oh, that a man it. under pressure or That's is that a good sledge? Yeah, I think Pereira got nine wickets and scored yeah. 55. I think he might have won that battle. Yeah, but yeah, the it's just talk for themselves. Bit, bit of niggle, though. That's not bad. You put him off his game. He went on and took another four wickets. But Nate Mine's not normally like that. Nah. No, he did take an amazing catch, though, Nathan Lyons. Still, I wonder these catches that you see in the outfield. I mean, it's not a catch. He takes the ball, but obviously then, look, bang, as he goes over, has to throw it over, try to yeah. avoid it being a six. He's got that ball as long as a, a slips fieldsman has it before he throws yeah. it in the air. Why isn't that a catch? 
Well, under the laws, you, you've got to control the ball. Mm. I mean, when that's debatable whether he controlled that for long enough. That yeah. would have been a free kick to Hawthorne. <laughs> 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 Mate, they find Sue Rioli. Jeez, what more do you want? They nah, should have suspended him. All right, uh, Mitchell Stark was brilliant, obviously. Yes. Uh, he got a wicket with his first ball, which is, I think, was the first Australian this century to do that. And bang. And he got 11 wickets. I always think... Tone, if you can get more wickets than you've got fingers on your ha two hands, <laughs> you've had a pretty good game. <laughs> but unfortunately, the batsman didn't score as many runs. No, that's right, fingers exactly. there. But Stark has grown different level. He's dominated the white ball cricket internationally. And yep. I reckon we're seeing signs that he's going to dominate uh, test match cricket. His reverse swing, pace, control, um, bounce, outstanding. Yep. Stephen O'Keefe was injured and missed this test. Sadly, he decided to do some rehab at the Stane Hotel in Manly. Ended up copping a $10,000 fine from mm. Cricket Australia for offensive behaviour. I did, though, love the claims from patrons that he was yelling, I'm not just a state cricketer, I'm an Australian cricketer. <laughs> now, given the way they're playing at the moment, I wouldn't have been saying that. No. I'm just a state cricketer. I don't play for well, Australia. That's why they booted him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, get over there, you <laughs> idiot. Go for it. But I've used that line before, Tone. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not an SANFL footballer. I'm an AFL footballer. <laughs> Doesn't work at all. That is the worst thing that you could probably be caught saying, there's, isn't it? There's never a good time for something like this to happen, yeah. but what a disastrous time with the team doing so badly. Yeah. The it's a lot of drink cards to get back to zero there. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Flem, didn't Merv uh, use that line to get into a nightclub? Well, no, we, we were playing Victoria and uh, Long Q at a nightclub. Merv was probably the most famous cricketer in Australia at the time, so we, we talked him into going up and getting us in. The bouncer, nice bloke, said, no worries, mate. How many? Five. Let us in. And Merv, as he was walking in, said to the bouncer, hey, thanks a lot, mate. And the bouncer goes, yeah, no worries, Dipper. Have a good night. <laughs> I can't wait to get him back on this show. <laughs> uh, there's nothing better in test cricket than waiting for some bewildered punter to get out of the way of the sight screen. Have oh. a listen to this. Four names in a row, so... Hang on. Someone's got lost. No idea what's going on here. A very embarrassed lady, I think. Oh, no, 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 don't go that way. Oh, dear. No, no, no. Oh, no. How did this all evolve? Took the wrong turning, I think. <laughs> poor, poor lady. She's going to be so embarrassed. That's a brilliant back, way back to in the day, he probably would have led a lady to his uh, dressing room or something. You're going to go this way. <laughs> well, that would have been Beefy's dressing room up the back there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sneak in. Take control, Tone. Yeah, no, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm loving the upsets in the FFA Cup with semi-professionals knocking over the might of the A-League. Now, Redlands beat champions Adelaide Day United. Best moment came. This amazing winning strike from Green Gully's Liam Boland is to beat the Mariners and probably put the end of the coach as well for the Mariners. It's a great strike from what 40 out. There he is. Just a little Melbourne team that have been around for a long time beating the A-Leaguers. Just great seeing that emotion, isn't it? Yep. In sport. It's a, it's a great initiative for a competition, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Probably not they the other dressing the, room. No. Dressing room. <laughs> yes, that's what we should be showing. Yeah. You've cost someone their job. Manchester United's testimonial game for the Wayne Rooney Foundation raised plenty of money, but also introduced us to Rooney's young son. 
We took the game against Everton very, very seriously. You now, when this kick goes wrong, uh, as it does, just have a look, look at him. I don't know what's funnier, their reaction or the similarities between the son and the father. Yeah, I know. It looks exactly like it's him. It's like the wicked young prince. It's hard to forget that uh, Leicester City won last season's Premier League. The club owner certainly didn't, giving brand spanking new BMWs oh. to the players as a reward. Each of these 19 cars cost 177000 Australian dollars. God, all we got at Mitsubishi's wow. was a deck chair. <laughs> <laughs> it would be tough when you come out to the car park to try to find your car after training, though. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's the only issue. No, that's, King, that's why they're the envy of athletes all yeah. around the world when it comes to the bottom line. Whew, I'll tell you yeah. what, when you've got perks like that, amazing. Something. I didn't like the colour. I would have complained, complained about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is Leicester City's colour, though, Kel. As Bill Laurie would say, swing and a miss. It's not a good look when you're a goalkeeper doing it, like Aberdeen's Joe Lewis. Look at this one. Oh. oh. oh that uh oh is, It does take a little tiny bobble. You fielded, Flem. You've seen this kind of stuff. Oh, it's oh. Oh. See that? Just didn't account for that. Five days he's been missing for now. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us to this week's top five keepers who should avoid trying to kick the ball. Let's start with uh, this bloke. Look, he likes to think of himself as, as a bit of a wizard with his feet, the ball his feet. Look, like, I can take on the strike and... Uh, um, no, I've got him. I've got him, guys. Don't worry. You think you've got hands. Uh, <laughs> accuracy, obviously, important. Uh, avoid the opponent's head. Uh, oh, oh the goal. Look at this, it's brilliant. Oh, yes! <laughs> brilliant goal. And uh, number three, um, look, this bloke, he, he pulls off a pretty good save at first, but it's that the end just gets a little bit too fancy with the clearing kick. Look, he's down and yeah, I'll give another... a little bit too happy with himself. <laughs> yeah. And in a <laughs> on the score sheet. Peter Enschelman, this is. Like, he's still having nightmares about this moment. Uh, just to throw in, easy. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he yelled himself, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he got the fans involved oh. as well. Oh. Oh. That was his day. Yeah. <laughs> the goalkeeper, look, he kicked the ball back to the goalkeeper. Oh, that's oh. me. Well, <laughs> I'm supposed to be back there. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> in it goes. Beautiful work. There you go. There's your top five. Oh, good. Must have been a sweet moment for Nick Kyrgios uh, while Kitty Chiller watched John Millman go down in the Olympic tennis. The man she was feuding with won his second tour title of the year, the Atlanta Open. Played well against John Isner. Played well all, all week, Kel. He did. He did his second ATP title. So now he has a career-high world ranking of 16, which yep. will put him... In a really good position heading into the US Open uh, next month. There's his mum, courtside, pretty happy with that. I did think of Nick Kyrgios when you saw Andy Murray and Rafael Nadal, flag bearers for their country, walking into the opening ceremony, absolutely beaming, both of them describing it as the moment of their career. And you just thought, I wonder if Did you see that red trophy? He, yeah, he's he's missing the party, but he was asked after in the, in the post-match how he was going to celebrate, and he said, I'm spending all next week with my girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm really super excited for that. So he won't be in Rio, he'll be with his girlfriend. Good luck to him. Right. Well played, Nick. All right, the Australian turn of phrase doesn't always translate, especially with Americans. Uh, Aussie NASCAR driver Kenny Habul managed to confuse race commentators at the weekend. Mate, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, you'd think they're racing for sheep stations out here. I can't believe it. <laughs> Ten laps in, they're driving like bloody maniacs. I'm sorry. They're racing for what? 
operation for sheep stations. So a sheep station is a large property in Australia or, North, or New Zealand whose main activity is raising sheep for wool and meat. Great prize. Exactly. I assume where he was going with that. The old Kiwi. To the dictionary. The, the old Kiwi brothel. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm just going to go You wait in the car, Cortina. Oh, Coming up, that's on the end one of Penrith's stars from last night's big win over the Roosters. Trent Merrin joins us right here in the studio. He had a terrific performance tonight. His 150th game. game for them. They need to win. And if they can win here by 11 points or more, they'll move into seventh position. Absolutely brilliant win for the Panthers last night. Puts them well into the top eight. No small thanks to our guest, a premiership player, origin star and key recruit for this season, Trent Merrin. Welcome along. Thank you. That thanks was so impressive much. just having a look at what was going on there last night, wasn't it? Uh, it was a great result. I think um, we pre prepared really well throughout the week and we knew that they were going to come out and, and put it to us the first half and um, they did that. But uh, we managed to weather the storm pretty well and, and get away with a great win. Obviously, we saw some terrific play, and we'll show a bit more of those young kids who are just doing great stuff at your club, obviously under your guidance completely. Uh, but what I, I followed your career very closely, uh, being a Dragons fan, as you know, and, you know, you left Sorry, us yeah. in cruel <laughs> respect. You know, Move on, Tara. Move on. So thanks for coming in. <laughs> That'll do it. No, he's being serious. <laughs> you were really good. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just wanted to show you what I found. Do you prefer to go forward or in reverse when you're playing? Because have a look. I've got some footage from last night in other games. When you hit, you take the ball up very strongly, then oh, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you do it beautifully. And uh, again, here, go straight in. And beep, beep. What, what is it? You get more power driving yeah, backwards? I like backing up. Yeah, you do. Oh, oh. There he oh. goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on a sheep stuff. Oh, this oh, is <laughs> scoring a try in reverse as well. Wooshka. Bang. Uh. Yeah, it's not, not something you train for. I mean, it, just, it just happens. What about that game last night, Trent? Obviously, a couple of stars of the show, famous rugby league names, talking of Cartwright and Cleary. What are those two young men like? They're, they're great. They're great to have at the club. They're, they're full of talent. And the best thing about them, they're, they're willing to learn and listen as young players. There's no arrogance about them. They just come to train. They work hard and they produce magic like you're seeing now. It's, it's something special to have it at a club like that. And um, it's great to be a part of. And as much as I know Tony's chipping you about the fact that you've left his red V, when you look at where they are now in the leadership role that you're playing at the Penrith Panthers, from an outside point of view, it's been a great move for you personally. Yeah, it's been a great move. I don't like to, to compare things too much. I, I made a decision at the start of last year to, to head off out west and it's been great so far. It's everything I've asked for. It was a, it's a challenge, I think, to move out west. You get the heat, you get the cold and um, you get some great players like you've, you've seen recently. So... It's everything I've asked for and, and it keeps challenging me every day and that's what I wanted. 
Can I ask you about this whole ref-touching debate? We're confused here. I don't know if you can add any clarity. Jared Hayne, in his first game, involved in an incident with a ref at the weekend. He was eventually cleared. We saw another player last week involved and was given a week. Are you as confused as we are? I'm very confused with it, to be honest. I, I got accused for it at the start of the year and um, I was lucky enough to get away with it and then throughout the year you see a few this cases. Is, this is you uh, doing the... Yeah. yeah, just a little touch on the butt. Some yeah, cultures you're married now. Were <laughs> well, you testing his skin folds? <laughs> <laughs> I was comparing him to mine. <laughs> Hey, Trent, you're studying psychology as well, so uh, is there many of the boys down there doing the same sort of course? You debate a lot of that, or are they going to be case studies? It's a, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a roller coaster, I'm telling you. It is. It is. That's what uh, really intrigued me with it. I think um, it helped me out a lot throughout the season to, to manage the, the levels, but no, it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, I'm very passionate about it, about helping people, and especially through through our sport, coming through the under twenty system, and seeing um hearing seeing and hearing a lot about the suicides that, that we've had recently, and um yeah, it's it's very passionate to to really um get amongst that and, and give a bit back. Yeah, definitely. Can I just say as well, mate? And I'm going to be honest here. Um, just face to face, I think you're a very good looking bloke. So this punching above your weight line that you get quite a bit <laughs> with your beautiful girlfriend. Sally Fitzgibbons, uh, do you think it's justified, Trent? Do you think that she's the lucky one for landing you, mate? I think that's the it's the other way around. It's in the Aussie oh, lexicon. It's quite a long question. Call, Fitzy, they call it batting merrins. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely line up, but no, it's not fair, is it? Trent? Like... I tried to debate it at the start of it, but I'll give up now. <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate you, you're both obviously professional sportsmen. How often do you get to see Sally? Yeah, you? it's a, it is a busy lifestyle, mm. but the time that we do get to spend together, it's very special, and um, we, be, we bounce off each other with uh, or in our in our careers yep. uh, with. Uh, yeah, the, the ups and downs of that we and both And how face. tough is she? This is with a perforated eardrum. She's uh, competing here. That was incredible, boss. Yeah, to be honest. Um, she, she, she was in a lot of pain and to push through the way she did and, and get away with the win was, yeah, it was inspirational for me as well as many others and um, she's still managing it now so, um, yeah, that was, that was something special that she will never forget. And surfing's just been included for the 2020 oh, yeah. Olympic Games. You booked very your exciting. ticket for Tokyo, yeah? Yeah, very exciting. As soon as we, we found out about it, it was um, big smiles. I think that's, that's something <laughs> that everyone dreams about. Um, I wish rugby league was, was amongst it. It's, it's uh, always something special to to do your country proud and come home with a gold. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be definitely working hard for Sal to, to get into that. All right. I just want to take you back uh, a little while. I've got a couple of photographs. Just run through your family album here. Oh, no. uh, how how deep go did here. we go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, we went pretty deep here. I know this is uh, the first one. Oh, uh, Jesus. This, <laughs> that's a, that, uh, that's that's a start to kick us off. What's next? <laughs> I didn't know you were a kid out of Hay Dad. They just keep getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Is it true that your, your father was out of the tough school, wasn't he? And then you did, did, did the garbage bag around the waist under your shirt, under your jersey to run to kind of, you know, sweat it all out? We did it all. It obviously didn't work. But... <laughs> <laughs> we tried our best. It's, no. a great, it's a great story, though, Tony Trent. When he was a young man, obviously he was struggling a little bit with his weight. And I remember doing a story when you first made your debut in State of Origin where you're very meticulous and fastidious with your diet now, aren't you? Even to this day, you're still really strict in terms of what you eat. Yeah, most definitely. It's something that I'm going to have to carry out for the, the rest of my life. It's uh, very uh, genetics. I think my old man's a, a big man too. So 
Um, yeah, it was drilled into me as, at a young age. Um, like you said, Dad was an old-school sort of trainer and he drilled that into me and planted that seed at a young age. And it was probably one of the, a, a blessing in disguise as much as I, I hated it as a kid. Well, what you did love as a kid, I love this. This is a, a page about you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is your life. Page about you. This is your life. Here we go. Uh, the most important thing about me is my family, friends and school. My happiest moment, happy thing, it's Christmas uh, and Easter, beautifully spelled, and all the good things in my life, which I love. Things I do best, I'm best at uh, football and swimming or swimming. Uh, my, my dream is playing for Australia football team, which you have. Well, I actually wrote that last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was that at university during the psychology course? <laughs> It's a very basic course. Is it a tape course? Or... <laughs> those, dreams, those dreams have been basically achieved. And you must be gutted not to get the State of Origin run this year because you have got there as well. Yeah, most definitely. Like, footy was my life as a kid. And, um, like, like we talked about, Dad, um, it was drilled into me at a young age and it's always been passionate of mine to, to succeed like the, the things that I've gone through and I'm most humbled about to, to achieve some of the things I've done. And, um, missing out in New South Wales, yeah, it was a, it was a bummer, but I think throughout my whole life I've, I've really learned from um, things that I haven't succeeded with and I've, I've found a new page and a, and a way to, to really bounce back and recover from, from those setbacks. What about, Trent, you were lucky enough you won a premiership as a young player under Wayne Bennett and you're now under the guidance of Phil Gould. What influences Phil Gould had on your career so far? He's been great, I think. Um, Coming into the, the contract system when we we're, were talking about uh, leaving St George and going to Penrith, he, he played a pretty big role in that and um, really nailed down where, where the club's looking at heading and, and what role I could fit into that. And um, it just, yeah, it made my decision a lot easier and, and um, just the plans that he has for the club and the things that he's put in place now for us um, leading into the future and um, where the club is going is, is very positive. Yeah, it's very positive this year and it will be beyond. Uh, you can do a lot of damage, I reckon, in September. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for dropping in, Trent. <laughs> Thank you. Really Thanks good. So Marin, what a hero. Coming up, our champ of the week. <laughs> Nothing new for a fan to get in the way of a baseballer trying to grab a popped-up foul ball, but uh, Cincinnati Reds first baseman Joey Votto, look, he took this contact with a Reds fan as a personal insult. Look at him. Grabs his shirt. You're one of us. Oh, you should be ashamed. That is brutal. Isn't it brutal? Oh. So it's one of their fans. He gets in the way, misses the catch, and look at that. You're supposed to be on the oh. It did. He did make up for it, though. He posed uh, for a selfie with that bloke and also gave him a signed ball apologising yeah. for his behaviour. Yeah, never come back to this ground again. <laughs> Time now for our champ of the week. And it's a given that all the Aussie gold medalists are champions by definition. Oh. So we've looked further afield and found Jim Furyk, who, uh, of all people, who became the first man to shoot around a 58 in PGA wow. history. Travelers Championship. That's 12 under par. 58. That's a great front nine for Flem. <laughs> Lowest round ever. Hit two over on the Saturday. Uh, went out and worked on his swing as you do. Did the job on the Sunday. And he still came fifth. There you go. Champ of the week oh, for the He's battlers. got a 59 as well. Yeah, I know. 59 and a 58. Amazing. Well played him. Well played you. Well played Australia. That's what we have to leave you for this week. See you next time. This has been a production of Fox Sports.